Welcome to the ENA Podcast. This is the ENA Podcast, and this is Dan Campana, the Senior Manager for PR and Communications with the Emergency Nurses Association, welcoming you back to our our podcast, our little podcast here that we've been uh, growing over the last year or so, and uh, back for, I use the word exciting way too often, it's just kind of a crutch word, but this is really an exciting episode because we are less than a month away from the premiere of In Case of Emergency, the documentary film put together by Carolyn Jones Productions, Carolyn Jones, Lisa Frank, uh, and ENA that uh, does a, uh, a dynamic job of explaining what emergency nurses are all about. And being able to put this out in front of uh, the world is something that uh, everybody's been looking forward to for a long time. And we're a few months later than we expected it. But um, today I'm happy to have uh, Carolyn Jones, Lisa Frank, and one of the uh, the, the key faces that you will see, one of the focal points of the film, Kathleen Robinson from uh, St. Joseph's University Medical Center in Patterson, New Jersey. I'm happy to have all three of you here with me today uh, so we can talk a little bit about the upcoming premiere of In Case of Emergency. So welcome to the three of you. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be here. Thanks, Dan. So, um, you know, one of the great things about having all of you here is to really get a couple different perspectives on things. So let's start by talking about being less than a month away from October 14th, which lands right in the middle of Emergency Nurses Week uh, and the premiere, the virtual premiere of In Case of Emergency. So uh, I'm just going to kind of round robin here. I'll start with Carolyn. Carolyn, uh, we're getting close. What, where are you at? Are you nervous? Is this an exciting energy? Is there a lot to do? Where, where are you at right now? Well, there's a lot to do for sure, um, but we're super excited. You know, launching a film virtually, it, it's not, it wasn't the dream scenario that we imagined, to be honest, but, um, but it's actually working out really well. And I think one of the beautiful things about what's going on, really generally speaking about documentaries, is people are watching them a lot more than they were. And so there's a big audience out there that has a lot of interest in this film. And I think that this kind of a release where you don't have to go to the theater and you're able to do it virtually, it's going to bring in a really big audience. So I'm thrilled about that. Lisa, it was almost about a year ago that we were all in Austin and you guys had a little mini family reunion with, with the nurses that uh, you have featured in this film. Uh, for you personally, but also for all these nurses who are in the film, how excited are you for this to finally get out into the public realm for people to, to get to know these nurses the same way that you guys did? I love that metaphor. It is like a family reunion and it is like a family at this point. I think we've really grown to have these wonderful close relationships with all of the nurses in the film. We've learned so much from them and we've just been itching to get their messaging out to the world. So that's exactly right. You know, we want them to have this megaphone to finally say, yes, you've been banging on your pots and pans at seven o'clock for us during COVID, but, but this is more than that, right? This is our message. These these are the things we care about. This is what we, you know, all the knowledge base that we have. So we can't be more proud and excited to finally be at this moment and having it be a celebration of emergency nurses during emergency nurse week is, you know, we chose that timing for a reason. Kathleen, as, a, as sort of the, 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 the main face, the thread throughout this story, um, 
you know, I, I've met a lot of ED nurses and ED nurses are typically modest when it comes to, well, we just do our job. This is what we're, we were mm -hmm. destined to do. We're passionate about doing it. So being on a movie screen, whether it's, you know, a TV or in a big theater is not something you guys typically sign up for. So where is your mindset right now with knowing that, you know, there are audiences around the world who are going to start to learn more about you and a lot of your colleagues from around the country, but knowing that you have um, a fairly prominent position in telling this story from so, you know, and, and letting your cohorts around the country be complimentary to you in terms of what a DD nurse does and also how you live your lives, you know, to do this. Uh, so mm -hmm. what does it mean to you mm -hmm. to know that this is going to go out in front of that big audience very soon? Yeah, well, it's quite an extraordinary privilege to be an emergency nurse, first of all. But secondly, to have um, our, our profession so closely and carefully and so successfully featured in this film by, by Carolyn and Lisa, it's kind of incredible at how accurately they've really portrayed what we do and how we feel and how we move and um, how we connect with our patients. It's really extraordinary to have someone take such an interest and be able to, to portray to the world what we, who we are. And it's, um, we're so grateful. We're so grateful for the work that this documentary is going to do um, for us as, as nurses and for our specialty of emergency nursing. Um, it's kind of extraordinary when you think about it. Um, you know, I hope that those of us in the film, I think we, I, you know, I speak for myself and maybe for all of us, I think we hope that we portray um, a little piece of every emergency nurse around the world. We hope that we, um, everybody can see a little bit of themselves in us and our experiences because I think across the U.S. we've been trying to demonstrate what nurses in emergency departments do in many different venues. So hopefully everybody takes a little piece and says, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of like her or yeah, I'm kind of like him and oh, I totally understand how that feels. And then for the public, for them to really know how much we do care, how committed we are to the profession and to the specialty and how much we give of ourselves every day. And is that an expectation for practice? Yes, it is. It's what we do. Um, but we're very proud of what we do and we work very, very hard. So it's kind of amazing that the world is going to be able to really see who we are and what we do. On a personal level for you, uh, you know, to have so much of your story, um, your emotion and all that, and I'm just talking about the original cut, the original version of the yeah. film. We'll get into how it's been modified given everything that's gone on in the world. But um, were there some nerves on your side? I mean, oh. you're very comfortable <laughs> in what you do, but you know, in the film, you're, you seem not dispassionate, but very businesslike. You, you're, you weren't thinking about what was happening around you, but there's a lot of production and there's a lot of differences when you've got a crew of three who are there with you, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, it's it is a little it, yeah, this is I'm I'm not a, an actor by any means and this is certainly a world that I I'm not familiar with, but um I think that this is the strength of Carolyn and Lisa and their whole crew is that um they made us comfortable. They asked the right questions, they helped us through it. And so it's a little scary to bare your soul and and to say exactly what you think. Like I have lots of ideas and opinions of an an emergency nurse a long time. I can speak very easily about a lot of the things I feel very strongly about. Um and so am I putting myself on the line a little bit um, but I think it's okay because I think I'm speaking from the heart I'm being genuine and um, I'm trying to represent those my, my colleagues and those people that I work with um, but yeah there's a little a little nerves there's no question about it that's for sure Carolyn one of the things that I think we talked about in one of the original podcasts and or and we've obviously had a number of conversations over the last year or so was you thought you understood emergency nurses because you had been around nurses previously. And you came out of this, the original phase of this project 
with a totally different perspective and appreciation for their role and how it fits into all the societal issues that are covered in the film. Um, how did Kathleen personify that for you and, and that change in your mindset? Because she comes across in all the ways that she just described as, that emergency nurses are, but how did she personify for you what emergency nurses are about when you walked in with maybe a different perspective? Well, in, in a lot of ways, just watching, Kathleen was like our teacher. She was our guide and I was witnessing her, her work every day. And there's a whole different pace in the emergency room that we hadn't witnessed in the nine years that we've been in this arena and filming nurses. So it's a unique environment that is so many different things are going on. You know, I don't like this expression, jack of all trades, but but there is a bit of that, right? There's everything that can possibly happen in, the, in life happens in the emergency department and you have to be able to deal with it. And, and frankly, for me, watching all of the nurses in the film, um, I, I, I was able to witness this, how easily they're able to kind of shift gears and go to the next patient and deal with the next patient. I could barely keep up when we started this project. And I've talked about this. I felt like, and I remember Kathleen, the first night with you filming, we were in the emergency department and one event happened in one side and I was still reacting to that. And you all wiped your tears away and went across the hall to another event. And I thought, how, did, how do you even do that? What is that called? And how in the world am I gonna capture it? But you, you guided us. And, and so that was really where our education came in. So I, I always feel like we made this film together. Kathleen, would you hear that, that you, you were serving that teacher role? I mean, you're a nurse educator. You do that to help yeah. new nurses. But you know, what's different when you have, in, in essence, lay people who come in and are trying to grasp in real time what it is that you're, you're doing? Yeah, well, I have to admit, um, Carolyn and Lisa were pretty fantastic students, if you want to call them that. <laughs> they made it very easy because they asked lots of good questions. Um, I think that's just sort of natural. It, it, Natural, nurses naturally will do that, I think, because we teach and work with our patients and their families um, every day, all day. That's what we do. We're used to communicating. And so, um, you know, just being able to share with them, I wanted them to know what we do, how we feel, what it was like. Um, and um, maybe because I do teach as well, um, I'm really used to sort of communicating that way and explaining. And um, But, you know, I think that's also by nature kind of what we do, too. We're used to that communication with people on an ongoing basis. But maybe in this case as well, I, it was very important for me to really portray, to really communicate specific things that I think are important right now for our hospital and our community. Sure. So, Lisa, one of the things that jumped out to me, and, and Kathleen mentions that, you know, these aren't actors, these are nurses, and their first and foremost job was to do their job, even though you were there. How did you work with them to help them understand what you wanted to accomplish whenever you were there? Because you don't want them to do things they wouldn't ordinarily do. This isn't fiction. This is to capture moments in time. So how did you work with them to you know, put them at ease that you're not there to do anything that's gonna harm them and you're not there to get in the way either. You're just there to tell the story. So how did that process work for you? It is a process. I think that's the key. I think that the first day that we're anywhere, everyone is stiff and you know, Carolyn has a wonderful ability as an interviewer because that's something that she's devoted her career to. And so she can get people comfortable right off the bat. So typically on the first day, any place we go, 
she'll sit down with all of the subjects and interview them. And that's really key for the process anyway, because it allows us to get to know each of these nurses and to figure out, frankly, who we're going to follow. And for that matter, Kathleen wasn't the first person that we met, but when we met her, we knew <laughs> that she was the person we wanted to follow. And we never used the word casting in documentary. That's not, you know, how we refer to it. But there is a process that's sort of like a casting process. Once you get to know your subjects, you figure out pretty quickly who is going to be the best spokesperson. Kathleen is not an actor, but she could be. <laughs> um, she's so real. <laughs> You know, <laughs> and the thing about Kathleen is that, yes, I agree that nurses are the wonderful professionals at teaching and they educate their patients and their families. But that doesn't mean that they can all also pull back and give us this big picture perspective. And that's something Kathleen is uniquely qualified and capable of doing. And that's really why we attached ourselves so closely to her, because it's an unusual quality in anybody, in any profession, to really be able to pull back and see the big picture. And that we found so valuable to guide us and create the, the best possible film and tell the best story. So to, to come back to Kathleen for a second, so you knew what it was like having them there and shooting you, and then you get to see how your portions of the film come together. When you got mm -hmm. to see the original version in its in its entirety, and you got to see them bounce around from Iowa to Michigan to the Pacific Northwest, you know all those different places. What did it, you know, how, what what kind of struck you about this? Now that you got to see uh, the bigger context of all of the, you know, every, all these little pieces beyond just yeah. what they saw with you. Yeah, I think what was amazing is the themes that were emerging and the themes that we all, the themes were consistent across every different hospital. In emergency nursing, we are all facing the same issues, um, you know, issues of patients who don't have um, health insurance or, or homelessness or behavioral health or not, you know, lack of access to appropriate services. Um, all of those things are consistent across the country. And every time we, you know, I would watch, I felt like I was on a journey and, and we traveled to a new hospital and I would be like, wow, we're all saying the same thing. We all have the same concerns. We're all worried about the same things or, you know, violence against nurses. Um, this is a consistency throughout all the hospitals or um, just knowing how to cope with really difficult situations, you know, bouncing from one thing to the next as, you know, these guys were previously describing. Um, how do we all cope with that? How do you go home at night um, and try to deal with what you've seen today? All of us have those same experiences. It's a common shared experience and it's kind of incredible when you, when I look at you know, the, the footage from Kentucky, and they're talking about the same things and, and describing things the same way I would, or Detroit, and, and I know how they feel. Um, and I think that's why when we all came together at one point in Austin, I felt like I knew everybody. I was so happy to see them because I felt like these were my family. Like, oh, you guys, you get it. We all understand each other because we're coming from the same place. So it's almost like it was like a qualitative research project because <laughs> the themes were so evident. They were so evident and so amazing to sort of see the consistency. It's really interesting. So, you know, speaking of shared experiences, it's no secret. It's September of 2020, the last six months, seven months, um, and depending on where you're at in the country, even almost, you know, getting close to eight months. COVID-19 is yeah. something that is a shared experience, um, not just yeah. in healthcare, not just in emergency nurses, but across every, every dynamic of, of life right now. Uh, personally mm -hmm. and professionally. So let me start with Carolyn. Uh, Carolyn, when did it strike you that it would be hard to put this film forward knowing that COVID was ongoing and what it was doing to the emergency nursing world? 
and not have it represented in the film? When did that really start to click for you? Right away. I mean, it, it, you know, this was happening and we're sitting here with a film and I just felt as though we would appear numb to not address this. It, it, it couldn't, we, we, we just couldn't, we couldn't put it out without digging in and finding out. But I, it was really, really difficult to get to do that. So it was challenging and took time. Lisa worked tirelessly to um, really hound everybody at St. Joseph's Hospital to get us back in there. And, you know, we didn't want to go and be a burden to anyone. It's hard enough to have a team arrive, uh, let alone during a time like that. But it, I was a woman possessed, honestly. I wasn't going to put this film out <laughs> without addressing COVID. It just wasn't going to happen. So Lisa, you know, um, without all the, the nitty gritty details, but from the first moment that, that Carolyn says, this has to be a part of it to finally being able to garb up and go in and start to shoot, what, how much time was involved in, in making that happen? I think the process took about two months only because it, it took that long to get access again. And, you know, Carolyn, is right when she says that she had to have it. She was ready to put on a hazmat suit and go down personally to the Javits Center. In fact, I think she did. I did. <laughs> I, I think did she, she drove. She went to the Javits Center, and you know, she was she was like, "Who do we know at the governor's office?" That's how serious she was. From day one, we were trying to call up the governor and figure out how we could get access to the Javits Center. So that's how it started, just to be clear. Okay. Um, at the same time, you know, we're very lucky because there's a wonderful communications team at St. Joseph's Hospital led by Pam Gerritsen, who we've been working very closely with. And Pam was so great. She was really trying to get us in. But ultimately, we had to wait a little bit until they felt that things had calmed down enough that we weren't going to be endangering any of their staff or their patients by coming in with our film crew. Essentially, we had to wait until that first crazy wave was, was a little bit diminished. And at that point, they felt comfortable that we weren't. And we didn't, you know, we also, of course, we don't want to show up and, and cause any harm in any way that is completely antithetical to our purpose. Sure. Um, so I've been fortunate enough to see how the film has been, uh, I won't say recrafted, but how it's been updated to reflect all of that hard work that went into it. And you know, uh, attendees to EN20X last week were, were given the opportunity to see a 24 minute sneak peek that includes the first 24 minutes of the film and has really, it sets the table for how COVID you know, is impacting, you know, Kathleen and her, you know, and the crew that she works with at St. Uh, at Joseph. Uh, Kathleen, when you started to understand that there was an interest to come back and see you uh, coping with everything professionally, but also personally, what was sort of your first impression of that? Because you were so deep into it on a workday basis, mm -hmm. and coping with this at home. Um, was there any hesitancy on your part to say, yeah, let's bring them back so they can see what we're dealing with now? No, not at all. I thought I thought it was really important that they capture us. I wish that we could have captured quite how awful COVID was. It's like nothing I've ever seen in my entire life. And like Lisa was saying, they didn't come in when it was terrible because it would have been so unsafe for them to come in um, because it was just one big giant COVID unit is what it was. And so it wasn't a situation where we could have brought anybody with a good conscience in from the outside because we would have been so worried that they would have gotten sick. And, um, and yet at the same time, I 
I just, I wanted this to be captured because this is an experience none of, none of us had ever lived through. And, and you, there is no roadmap. There is no directions on how to deal with this. You're just trying to get through it one day at a time, one shift at a time. So I was really glad when St. Joseph said yes bring the crew back let's let's show them what we can now even though it was a, at a point where we had settled it was we had peaked and it was starting to settle it was still important to capture what the nurses were experiencing what it looked like what it felt like what the energy was like um, and they still were there when we were dealing with a lot of COVID there was still stuff going on and the other thing that I think they were able to capture too is the fact that everybody was just um, struggling you know there's a tremendous amount of post-traumatic stress right now um, Everybody has a little bit of post-traumatic stress, probably healthcare professionals and everybody in society. But I was really grateful that they were able to come back. I think the film is stronger. It is much more meaningful because it's documenting a journey that we've all been through in this past eight, nine months. And it's important to document that. There's no question. So oh, I'm so happy they were able to come back. Go ahead, Carolyn. You got something? Well, I just, you know, I want to say that it is so generous that Kathleen led us into her life and into her home and showed us kind of in a very raw way what she was going through. I have shown that little bit of footage to a lot of people and, and nurses who have been through, and that's just about every nurse who has had a relationship with COVID in one way, shape or form, understands by just seeing Kathleen and hearing her talk about it in the morning before she heads to work. Um, you know, we were, we were saying earlier that as a, you know, come on, Kathleen's like this beautiful young woman and here I am catching her at 5.30 in the morning before she's about ready to work with COVID patients after having been through a horrific few months. And, uh, you know, uh, it's safe to say she probably wasn't feeling her, you know, party finest at that moment. And that's, that's brave, uh, you know, that's brave to let yourself be filmed. But it's so important because, you know, um, her skin is a little bit gray and the weight of COVID is on her shoulders. And, you know, Kathleen, that you, that you shared how you felt and, and, and kind of, you know, it always struck me that you, you used to come out and have a cup of coffee on your porch every morning and look at the newspaper and you couldn't even look at the newspaper anymore. You couldn't even read those headlines mm -hmm. anymore and just your overall feeling. And then, and then you rally. Then you put on your scrubs and you go in and you walk into a room of a woman who needs to be intubated. It just knocked my socks off. And, and it is the essence of emergency nursing to me, that ability yeah. to do that. I wonder at what cost, I worry about what cost this has cost everyone. And I hope that one of the things we do with this film is get people to be really aware of the, of the mental cost of this. But, um, God, it was it was beautiful to witness, and I'm so honored that it's in a film, and I'm privileged that you let us do it. Oh, we're glad you, we're so glad you did. Well, Kathleen, one one of the things I was going to say in terms of that that rawness of things that are going on, but there's there's some nuance in there that um, was was really catching of my eye because there there's a portion where you're getting home after your shift, you're wiping down your mm -hmm. car, you're wiping down your key badge, you are essentially walking past your family to get yourself cleaned up before you come back into the shower. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That, that's about, I, I've, I've heard that from, you know, anecdotally for the last six months in, in various conversations with nurses and just, you know, in these profiles that have popped up from time to time, 
um, to me, that shows a certain level of realness that there was no stone unturned in what they were looking for. They wanted to show what you were doing. You weren't doing that for them. You were doing that because that was how you no. were keeping your family safe. Uh, do you yeah. have a different level of appreciation for storytelling when you realize that they weren't going to let those things go by that, well, she's home now. We don't need to worry about it. But they really understood that was a part of what your day was yeah. like every single day. Yeah, well, that's, and if you talk to any nurse, like you were saying, all of us had some form of, of reentry into our own homes. And mine happened to be basically, um, you know, I didn't strip on the film, but I sometimes would actually take my scrubs off at the door and run through the house and get to the shower. Wasn't going to do that on the film, but most, uh, a lot of people describe being in their basement, in their garages, um, taking their scrubs off, putting, putting them immediately into plastic bags and into the laundry, uh, like into a washing machine um, immediately. But all of us needed to find some way to, keep the COVID out of our own personal homes because in the film it also shows me hugging my son and there's going to be a lot of people that will say oh my god I can't believe she hugged her son but there was a point where I had scrubbed off every ounce of little bit of COVID that would have been on me I had carefully taken care of everything I could think of in order to make myself safe for my family because at the end of the day I'm still a mom and my son still needed that hug he needed to know that mama was present and that I could still be home. And that was really hard for a lot of people because many people went home and were afraid to hug their family members. Um, most of us did not sleep in the same bedrooms with our spouses, our significant others, um, or family members. Most of us were isolated in part of the house, um, including me. Um, so I'm really glad that they actually demonstrate that because that was my method. Now, not everybody would like my method, but they probably had their own method that made them feel comfortable and safe and made their family safe and in my family nobody got sick so clearly whatever I was doing was the right thing because um, we were all healthy and that was the most important thing to me is that I didn't bring something home. Lisa when you when you're looking at these things through you know the eyes of Carolyn through the eyes of Kathleen through the eyes of a potential audience how was it how important was it for you to recognize something like that was important that that was real i mean is that just come with with the experience of documentary filmmaking or is that just a human connection you go wow this is this is not normal she'd usually come home and she'd want to hug hug her family give kisses maybe just sit down and have dinner right away but she's changed her life because of how her life has been changed yeah, I mean, I think, as you mentioned, this is a story that was recurring that we heard from a lot of nurses. So when before we went back and Carolyn and Yaka went in to film with Kathleen, we had a few phone conversations with her. And this is something that kept coming up, is this process that she would go through. And it was very clear to Carolyn, and it was very clear to all of us. And Yaka, our cinematographer, who's wonderful, he said, let's get there at 4.30 in the morning if we have to. Let's camp out if we have to. He's game for whatever it takes um, to get the story. But it was clear that this, wasn't, this was going to be a fly on the wall kind of moment, that we really need to capture the full scope of her day. Um, and we're lucky that Carolyn and Yaka were willing to do that because that was an extraordinarily long day for them as well because um, yeah. they started at 4.30 <laughs> in the morning so that they could really see this is what Kat and the and you know and Carolyn will be the first to tell you if Kathleen is going through this then I'm going to go through this because yeah. I really want to see every step of the way what she has to do I get to go home to my ha you know apartment in New York and and not do this on day after day but I can do it for one day and that's what Carolyn said and that's what she did but and I think about that so often that I got to go home 
you had to get up the next day and do that all over again. I think about that a lot. And I, you know, that's why it's such a gift that you let us capture this, because I think for the nurses all over the country who have gone through this, you represent them in that moment. And now we do have an understanding about how difficult that really is and how much you've given. Yeah, I hope I hope I do represent nurses well. And I think that, you know, all of the interviews that you did at St. Joe's during that time period, you know, Janine and, and Lewis, um, all of us, I, you know, when, when I was able to see the footage of what you shot at St. Joe's after, you know, during this COVID moment, and I, I watched the footage and I cried with them because um, they were so emotional in the film. And, and uh, you know, I hope that we do portray what nurses have experienced and lived throughout this COVID-19 pandemic. It is like nothing anybody has ever seen before and you know we talked about this before but in the community that we serve um, it was a community that was hit very hard and that was very very difficult for us to see our community struggling so much and to just be suffering um, people suffered with COVID and, and I think looking back um, I don't know if, if any of us have expressed this so much but the patients suffered they were sick and I think back to watching people in the hallways and in every room, and I knew they were suffering. And, the, and it's so hard when you can't alleviate the suffering. Um, but uh, so I hope that what we were able to portray was, yeah, is a, an indication of what we all lived, because it was a real lived experience, that's for sure. And, um, and the only way to capture that, like, is to have incredible cinematography by Yaka. I mean, that was incredible. And have Carolyn and Lisa there it was the only way that we can really show what happened. Because um, we can talk about it, but a visual is so powerful. It's so powerful. Well, that was almost a perfect segue. So I think Kathleen's getting a little bit of that filmmaking storytelling uh, vibe going because it's a perfect segue that we could we could sit here and we could talk and this episode could go on for four hours and we still would not fully capture everything that you will take away from seeing this story play out on screen through the visuals, through the interviews, through the voices of these emergency nurses. So uh, this is where I, I, I hand things to Carolyn and Lisa because there's a lot that's going to happen uh, in the next month or so. You know, October 14th is the the big ENA day, and, and we're looking forward to being able to put that out to um, you know a, a nationwide audience virtually, beginning at 8 p.m. Central or 8 p.m. Eastern time, uh, followed with a live Q&A. But you guys have some other great stuff coming up ahead of that. So um, Carolyn, why don't you start off and Lisa, you can jump in about some of the, the things that are happening that are exciting for the film as a whole as we get closer to October 14th. Well, it's a fast moving target. I'm gonna hand it right over to Lisa <laughs> because she knows absolutely everything going on. But I will say that it has been really exciting because we never anticipated that we would have the kind of reaction at the film festivals that we're having. So that's really, oh. really exciting. So Lisa, let her rip. So if you're going to mark your calendar for only one thing, we want you to mark your calendar for October 14th. That is Emergency Nurses Day, and that is our big premiere that's accessible to everyone for free. So we will have that up on our website. We'll have links. ENA will have links of how to access that. But at 8 p.m. Eastern time on October 14th, we'll have our virtual screening followed by a live Q&A. We hope as many of you can join us for that evening as possible. And after that, for a week, the film will be also available to stream for free, thanks to this wonderful support we have from ENA. So that's a great thing we want you to know about. 
Yeah, I, I have ahead. to toss in there that Kathleen will be there for the Q&A, and that's really exciting. Mm -hmm. And also, Robbie, the nurse that we met in Detroit, is definitely going to be there. And, uh, and, mm -hmm. and, and I think it's just going to make for a really full evening, and we'll see who else is going to join us. Okay, back to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, in addition to that, we are very excited to be a part of a number of different film festivals. And the first one, which is the first real opportunity for people to to see this film is October 1st, which is the Boston Globe has a special film festival called Globe Docs. And because it's virtual this year, that means that even if you're not in the Boston area, you can watch the film through their film festival. Um, so starting October 1st, we are going to have our first uh, virtual premiere with Globe Docs. And we'll share all these links again on all of our websites so you'll have access to them. After that, we have the Heartland Film Festival in Indianapolis. They are going to have a drive-in movie screening of our film. And same with the Chagrin Falls Documentary Festival in Ohio, just outside of Cleveland. Also a drive-in screening opportunity. We're so excited about those two things. So if you live in Ohio or in Indiana, we'd love for people to go because those are the only, you know, really in-person opportunities to see the film right now. Um, and then we have the New Jersey Film Festival coming up. All of these are happening in October and a few more film festivals thereafter. We also, a really big piece of news, we're part of something called the American Film Showcase, which is a program of the US State Department with USC Film School. What they do is they select a handful of films that get sent to US embassies all around the world and they participate wow. in film festivals around the world. Yeah, and in special screenings that are hosted by the embassies. And this is a chance, they call it cultural uh, film diplomacy. And they're using these documentaries and some feature films to teach people in other parts of the world, you know, this is what nursing looks like in America through our film. So we are very proud of that. That's gonna be ongoing through 2021. Um, so those are just a few of the things uh, and you know more is coming so so we can't wait and we're so excited that's all starting uh, in another week. Time, wow. time has flown I mean we, we went through you know we all thought we would be together during uh, American Nurses Week in May to premiere the film you know under what would have been the normal circumstances of the world but um, clearly you know there are some silver linings that have come out of you know the time that has passed um, to be able to tell you know this story through the through the eyes of, of of as Kathleen put it the COVID moment that we've been living through for a long time, but you know to also gain a little bit more recognition as it comes to the festivals that you you've mentioned and the opportunity for people to see um, you know Mercy Nursing in a different light now because of the notoriety that has has started to rise up over the last several months uh, because of everything that's happened um, and the frontline role that, that Kathleen and every ED nurse plays in healthcare beyond COVID, not just during pandemics. So as Lisa mentioned, uh, you can find all of this information uh, now and in the coming weeks and months on incaseofemergency.film. That is the official film website. The ENA website also has its In Case of Emergency film page, which is being updated with some new information as we speak. Um, ENA social media is always a place you can look to for information. So. You can go on there and we have an event, uh, event page now for it. So you can sign up for remi a reminder about October 14th and as more information and links come out, uh, anybody, not just DNA members, anybody who's interested in the film uh, can hit that event and reminder so that you get details as that comes closer. And we hope that everybody, and, and I, I think we wanna test Kino Lorber's uh, capacity you know, by loading as many people on to watch that, that premiere on October 14th. I mean, 
nobody wants technology to crash. We just got done with the virtual event. So I know you don't want to blow things up, but uh, I'm sure, you know, Carolyn and Lisa. We are to... preparing for that contingency though, right now. <laughs> we that's are good. working on it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's great. That's good preparation. But I, I think that would certainly speak volumes about the interest in the film. Um, you know, ENA is, is, is a small segment of the overall nursing population uh, with our 50,000 members, but they are a, a rabid 50,000 because they want people to know uh, about what, what ENA is about, what emergency nursing is about even more so. And uh, this is a great opportunity to, to, to gateway into that. So let me just do um, one more round robin here. I'm gonna give each of you a final word here before we wrap up about what, uh, what you're looking forward to as this film uh, goes off into the world. And I'll start with Kathleen because uh, this was not something that maybe when you went to nursing school, you thought you were ever gonna do, but here you are, you're, you know, you're on the forefront, you're on a poster for a, a film. Um, what, what are some final thoughts from you as we get toward, closer toward uh, October 14th? Oh, well, we're really, really excited. We're absolutely thrilled and excited that this film is coming forward, that it's finally going to be uh, launched. It's just extraordinary that it's going to be seen you know, nationally, internationally. I, I can hardly wait. Um, does anything prepare you for this? No, not really, <laughs> but I'm thrilled. And I'm, I'm thrilled and I'm proud of our nurses. I'm proud of all emergency nurses that we are absolutely finally being showcased. And I'm just really excited to see what the future will bring after this documentary comes forward, what the public thinks and what our colleagues think after they see this film and how people feel. I so look forward to finding out what the reactions are and, and how people love it and what their feelings are post. It's going to be really exciting to uh, have this finally um, be real for everybody. It's just thrilling. It's absolutely thrilling. Lisa, it's sort of like launching the baby bird up into the air. We, we kind of started to do that in January with our one screening that we had at our, our, our SCLO event uh, in San Diego, but now this is uh, as real as it's going to get. So where, where's your mind at right now as you're, you're thinking about October 14th and everything surrounding it? I am always thinking about the reactions too, as Kathleen said. I, I, anytime we put anything out into the world, you know, we, we, we create it in our own little bubble, but then it's meant to go out there and have people react to it however they're going to react to it. Um, I want to see what those reactions are. I also want to see how it translates into action. We're in an election year. Uh, this film is coming out right before a very important election. And I would love to see people really taking stock of how important healthcare is in their own lives, how important the healthcare system is, how we can do better in our states, in our hospital system and nationally, and just seeing how that translates into, you know, whatever candidate you might be thinking about voting for. Um, so it's just a really important time to be thinking about healthcare and how we vote. Carolyn, from the first spark of vision to the proverbial reels rolling, you know, in the coming weeks, you know, uh, it's a long journey. So what are, what, how would you wrap up where you're think, what you're thinking about right now as this gets ready to go out to the world? Well, I, for one thing, I'm really glad it's coming out now. I think this timing is perfect for this film. Um, we are living in a really divisive, polarized time, and everything has been politicized, everything. The, the beauty of working with nurses and the beauty of doing this project has been to be able to look at human beings, not through the political eye, but just how do all of these things affect us? How do they affect our bodies? How do they affect our families, our communities, and our society? So we were able to look at Op the opioid crisis and gun violence and behavioral health issues and the lack of insurance and COVID 
through this lens that is non-judgmental and non-political. And I hope that we've given people an opportunity to understand just the emotional and physical effect of all of these things and, and peel away some of the politics to really understand how you feel. This is a very honest look at how all of these things affect us and our lives and our bodies and our families. So um, I really hope that we've kind of peeled away some of that, some of the politics that are around our healthcare in this country and that we give people a really honest and open way of looking at what's going on. And then as Lisa said, make good choices, take what you've learned, take action, participate. Um, one of the other things I really hope people do is realize that these community programs, the, the couple that we've focused on in the film, one for anti-violence and one for um, the, the opioid problem in, 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 in uh, Eva's Village in New Jersey, that is such a wonderful program. Getting involved in our communities is a really important thing. We can't ask mm -hmm. so much of our emergency departments. We need to get involved. So um, we have a lot of dreams and some of them were there mm -hmm. from the beginning, but they They've all been amplified with COVID. Carolyn Jones, Lisa Frank, Kathleen Robinson, uh, thank you so much for joining the ENA podcast. Um, I know we'll be seeing a lot of you virtually uh, in, in the coming weeks, and that's a good thing, um, you know, to get this film out there. You know, uh, from an ENA perspective, uh, there's an excitement level that you know of, of what this means for emergency nursing. This isn't about ENA. This is about emergency nursing and. Uh, the excitement to be attached to this um, is, is certainly palpable among people who have been really close to this for a long time. And I think you both have, have picked up on that a little bit in your conversations as things have evolved, you know, especially in the last few months. So um, I'll, I'll simply say thank you uh, to the three of you for being a part of the ENA podcast today. Thank, thank you, Dan. Thank you. So that'll do it for this episode of the ENA podcast. And uh, as we mentioned, and I'll just reiterate here, in case of emergency.film is the official film website. So everything that, uh, that Lisa and Carolyn mentioned about upcoming pieces of the puzzle when it comes to this rolling out through festivals and the ENA premiere on October 14th is all there. Always check out the ENA website. Um, the in case of emergency link is in that little navigation bar on the right side. And you can find out more information from the ENA perspective on this as well. Uh, and ENA social media will be the place to turn for more information as we get uh, closer to some of these events that are happening on the local scale, but also our big premiere on October 14th. And what better time than during Emergency Nurses Week? Um, as was mentioned during EN20X uh, last week, um, with everything emergency nurses have gone through, this is a time to, to really celebrate and focus on the accomplishments and achievements of emergency nurses. And I don't think the film could do uh, much more of that than it, it does in, the, in the, its current state. So uh, I'm, I've been fortunate to see it. I look forward to others getting a chance to see everything that's been put together and uh, to start sending that feedback around because as they mentioned, the reactions are what it's all about. And is this gonna resonate the way that I think many, many people realize it will be. Um, so with that, that'll do it for the epi this episode. I'm Dan Campana. We look forward to you joining us next time on the ENA podcast.